Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to my YouTube channel or my podcast. I'm Will Caminata, the multidimensional guide, and I'm here to help you awaken, heal, and expand your consciousness. Today, I'm bringing a conversation episode, and I had the pleasure to talk to Stephanie Banks. Stephanie is a highly sought-after intuitive channel. She's a mentor and a guide who helps people connect on the soul level and she channels from the perspective of any soul currently on the planet, souls on the other side, purely non-physical beings such as spirit guides, as well as trees, animals, and Mother Gaia. So we talked all things channeling, and this is one of the things that really um, caught my attention. She talks about channeling souls that are incarnated and also animals, your pets, trees, crystals. So it was a fascinating conversation about channeling. If you love hearing channeled messages or if you would like, especially if you would like to start channeling, there are so many nuggets of wisdom and tips that you can get from Stephanie from this conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. If you like this conversation, please Share it with that one friend who also loves channeling or learning more about channeling and enjoy the show. Hello, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Hey, Will. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you. um, And I'm excited to talk to you about all things channeling. Um, I watched your TED talk and some of your interviews, and I think this is, I, I know this is going to be a great interview and, um, I'm sure people that are tuning in, they, they are here to hear something, uh, that they might resonate with. So before we start talking about, um, channeling, I, I would love to know about your, spiritual awakening journey i always like to start asking um this question because i think we can all relate in one way or another um we we all have very unique journeys but we can relate to a lot of things um and maybe you can link into how you started channeling sure yeah and just to be clear i'm i'm still awakening i will always be awakening (laughs) and i fall asleep sometimes too because i am still doing this human endeavor as well um so my i'll explain where my beginning with channeling started because i feel like it's something very relatable that many people will have the experience of um it came out of necessity for me because my mother had dementia and the type of dementia she had affected younger people. So she was actually diagnosed in her fifties and with dementia, you lose your ability to communicate clearly. So for some people, they are, they lose their verbal communication for other people. They lose their um, receptive communication, what they're able to understand from others. And And for many, they lose their memory, which is what we're most connected to when we think of Alzheimer's and dementia as a memory disorder. With my mother, her 
communication skills all across the board were starting to break down. And it was becoming more difficult for me to have connection with her and to know what she needed from me, even though I have a background in communication disorders as a speech pathologist, it's different when it's your family member and it's different when it's someone that you that you love and that you have a complex relationship with like a parent. So I found that um, I, we were getting very frustrated with each other. Um, she was frustrated with me and I with her and we were getting very stuck. So I asked a dear friend of mine who was a very gifted channel if she could connect to my mother's soul and bring me messages so that I would know better how, what, what does this mother need from me? How can our relationship thrive even though she's going to continue to decline and even though her lifespan will be shortened given this diagnosis? And through those channeled messages, my entire relationship with my mom shifted. It went from frustration and being in the head trying to communicate to going through channeling her and being able to communicate through the heart. And when I learned that this was actually a thing, because prior to this, I had no concept of channeling or what that meant, uh, I decided, well, if, if this can change my whole dynamic and relationship with my mom, <clears throat> where else can it be helpful to me and others in my life? So then I started taking classes and getting trained by psychic mediums and um, intuitive channels and, and playing around with that energy myself, how to connect to the highest vibrational divine love. And I believe through my own learning and process that we are all channels all the time in any situation that we want to connect to divine energy, because that's simply what channeling is. And instead of going outside somewhere to look for a message, we're actually going inside to listen and align and connect with what is true. So it's my greatest joy to say, I, I am not unique here. Mm -hmm. I, I want to invite everybody to experience or just um, consider that they might, you might have the ability to connect to divine energy because you are that. Yes. And so that's where I get really excited about talking about channeling because, and, and why I like to teach it because it's accessible to all of us. Yes. Yes. I love that. So many things um, that came up to my mind. Um, I think my first question, thanks for sharing your story, first of all. And um, my first question is, by the time that you asked your friend, to help you, you were you skeptical about it? Did you were you already sort of in what we call you know the spiritual awakened path, or was that a trigger in a way? Mm, that's a great question. I think because I felt so desperate for some connection with my mom, and I was very worried about what was coming next in her journey. Um, I was very open. I think that's where the necessity of needing to connect with her in a different, a totally different way than traditional communication came in. Um, so I don't, I was maybe very mildly skeptical only in that I didn't know about it. Not that I doubted it because I trusted this friend. And I think this is where we can have 
safer journeys into channeling is if we find someone we trust who's doing work that we um, can lean into, that we feel safe around, that's the key, I think, to finding um, the place where we can connect with it. But it's it, it wasn't a part of my earlier life. It really only came into my sphere, you know, 17 years ago, something like 15, 17 years ago as that first exposure. But I do understand skepticism and I do understand where it comes from, you know, and that left logical analytical hemisphere of our brain, which we love. Uh, but we also cannot allow that to override the gifts that this can be for us. Yeah. 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 And I think that um, to your point earlier that, you know, the awakening is a continuous journey. Like we like to sort of measure it up or attribute to one specific moment, a catalyst. And, and I get it because sometimes we do have that big catalyst or I call it like a big wave of awakening but it it's happening even before you know it, even before you have the terminology. And I think there's a correlation to the channeling journey as well, because like you said, we're we're all channelers. We all have that potential, maybe dormant, or we think it's dormant, but we we're all already channeling to different degrees, even if you don't necessarily call channeling right that's right i mean there's so many forms of it art is channeling music is channeling writing is channeling dance is channeling i think cooking is channeling too mm -hmm. right there's so many creative expressions and divine connections that we make on a moment-to-moment -moment basis that we don't recognize as as that as divine connection and the beautiful expression of creative energy that we're here as humans to express yeah absolutely and one thing that um got my attention uh, about your story um and I, and I I I watched your your TED talk and and I was reflecting on the story you shared about your mom because I think for most of us myself included um a while ago when i was when i would think of channeling the first thing that comes to mind is like channeling the spirit guides channeling the the angels or the higher dimensional beings the pleiadians the arcturians right but you were saying you were channeling or your friend was communicating with a soul that was right there in front of you like physically and I thought that was really interesting because we don't necessarily link to well I can channel you know someone that's right here so tell us a little bit about that because uh, I think it like me a lot of people might be also drawn to that um moment that 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 information of channeling souls that are on earth incarnated. Yeah. And that's, you can tell by my face, I'm really lit up by it. Um, that's what's so magical is, is like you said, we, we generally think of it only for the, you know, non-physical beings that are on the other side or in the other realms, but actually my, um, my joy 
And my genius in the realm of channeling is channeling souls that are here on the planet right now. And why wouldn't we be able to? Because we're channeling souls. And so that's the aspect of ourselves that comes back, I believe, for many lifetimes that has a lot of richness to their journey, that has a history that calls forward relationships in order for growth and expansion. So being able to hear while still being in the human relationship and also learning what is our soul agreement together while we're here to play it out, boy, it can make so many things so much easier. So that's, that's a lot. That's the majority of what I channel. I do mediumship as well, you know, connecting to those on the other side, but um, channeling souls that are here on the planet is, I just, there's endless application for it. Um, You know, it can really help if you're a parent and you want to understand what your child, no matter what their age needs from you. Um, I channel animals too, and, and the essence of them while they're here. So hearing what your companion animals need from you, hearing what your own higher self wants you to know. Yeah. How many times, I mean, our higher self is talking to us all the time, but are we listening? So having that channeled is so illuminating and can be really fun. And, and that's what I want people to understand with channeling is when we go to spirit in this way, it's, it's so joyful. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy. Um, our, our guides, you know, I channel spirit guides too. They want us to, to lighten up, have some fun here. We didn't come here for all work. And, you know, this is a beautiful buffet of every sensory pleasure possible and we came in with an awesome sensory system to enjoy all of that. So we get to do both, be integrated in that way. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's what I would say about that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's something that I always say to the people that I work with is like before you even start thinking about channeling uh, the higher dimensional beings or your angels, your spirit guides, try connecting with your higher self. Like your mm-hmm. higher self is is right there, right? Um, what other beings uh, can we channel from? Uh, you mentioned animals, um, trees, water, mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, keep going. I th- I believe anything you can conjure, anything you have relate you relate to, can be channeled from the higher perspective. Um, so I don't think we're limited. You know, sometimes I'll have clients who are further, much further than I am in their spiritual journeys and in their understanding of what energies and entities are around. I don't have a lot of uh, understanding of that. I I'm somewhat well read, but not fully. And so they'll say, oh, I I would like to hear from this entity. And I have never heard of that entity before, but that's okay. I don't need to know it to channel it. I just need to know how to get out of my own way so that message can come through. Mm -hmm. And that's the the joy of it is being willing to step aside, not being in the knowing and allowing whatever's meant to come through. So anything you can imagine that you would like to channel, we can. And I do channel Mother Earth. And she has a lot to say, and she needs a lot from us right now, right? And we we owe her a lot yeah. to help her rebalance and to bring back reciprocity and care 
and replenishment for this planet that's in a very difficult and dire situation right now because of all the extraction that and destruction that we've been bestowing. So wherever your heart wants to go, there is an energy or a loving being that is there to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think because our, you know, logical mind, we want to maybe know the name or, you know, what being it is. Um, but like you said, the message is really what matters the most, like, and, and the feeling as well. Sometimes it's not as clear as a whole full sentence that you'll hear, but it's just the knowing, it's just a, a feeling. Can you talk a little bit about those like different ways that we can perceive the messages or perceive energy um you know people may already know that there are different types of clairs you know clairvoyance clair audience um can you share a little bit maybe from your experience um how how we can tap into that maybe develop um, these skills? Mm. I think the key, and this is for anything that we want to develop, is to slow down because, you know, the intensity on the planet right now is, it's no joke. <laughs> it is very intense, enormously distracting. And for me and others who are very sensitive, highly despairing, I, I feel despair every day. Mm -hmm. um, I cry most days, actually, as a release to that. You too? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I do breath work. And so breath work is very cathartic. Whenever I go into session, I just... Ah. <laughs> and yes. last too, it's kind of like a mixture of it. Exactly. And so when we're fast, when we are frantic and frenetic, we're... I'll speak for myself. I can't, I'm no good to myself, to anybody really, because then it's just moving so quickly from one thing to the next. And usually those things are worries. And when the left side of the brain is overactivated like that with worry and fear and scarcity and all sorts of notions that our cultures and our societies nurture and uh, in us and have us you know we, we get that in our news feeds we get that it, it tends to be the greater part of what we talk about so we have this overdeveloped um, fear-based thinking and in order to attune to intuition which is where I believe channeling comes from because it's that deeper place of connection um, we have to slow down we have to get quiet you don't necessarily have to get still because sometimes when I'm running or walking, I get amazing messages and I'm able to, you know, bring through a lot of information. In shower, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, always the shower. Yes. <laughs> All sorts of beings visiting in the shower. Um, but we can't, we can't get anywhere if we are frantic. Then we just stay in the rumination of the fear, fearful mind. Mm -hmm. So as the foundation, we have to be willing to slow everything down and pay attention to the simplest of tasks. Like how are you getting out of bed in the morning? Mm -hmm. Are you flying out of bed with every thought in your mind about all the things you have to do today and all the people you have to help and serve? Or can you just breathe first 
and stay still a bit longer and check in with yourself, your guides, your angels, whoever you pray to. Um, can you have a ritual that brings you some quiet, some space, gives you a little bit of room? Spirit will come in wherever it can, um, and it won't when it can't. And when we're noisy and afraid and frantic, there's no space for that kind of exchange. So foundationally speaking, we have to create some space by slowing down. And there's lots of ways to do that. Yoga, meditation, reading, things that are nourishing to your, your heart and your spirit, beautiful conversations, mantras, chanting, music, singing, so many art, you know, so many things that for each of us, it might be a little bit different, but that brings us into a flow state and a slow state. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I what works for you. <laughs> I, I was thinking, because I loved what you said about waking up in the morning. Uh, this is the time when you're kind of half asleep, kind of awakening. That's when I get a lot of messages. Sometimes it's a message about the day ahead, you know. Um, and I totally agree with you. I think slowing down and also building that routine so that it's something that is consistent and it's not like a one hour in 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 the week, right? Um, for me, a game changer personally was my spiritual practice, especially with breath work, because I can get to a, a an altered state of consciousness. So that really helped. But to your point earlier as well about music and art, um, I'm an artist and uh, I write music. And when I was uh, doing my degree, it was a songwriting degree I had to write every week. And so I would meditate and I would start free writing. That was, I didn't really know that I was channeling, but now looking back, yeah, that was channeling. And when I look at the songs I wrote, I'm like, did I write this? You know, like, where, the, where did that come from? But then it got to a point where I was like, yeah, um, I wrote one specific song with my my dad who passed away when I was eight and it was so fast and it was so strong that when I finished it and I listened back, I started crying and I, I knew I knew I didn't write this together. And I and I do think that we all channel, even if we we don't call it channeling. I, I sometimes I like I watch I might watch a movie and I think this this guy, whoever wrote this was channeling whether they know it or not, like the guy who wrote Star Wars, I mean, he was channeling the Orions or, you know, the Draconians, right? Yes, absolutely. And when you were just speaking about the music you wrote with your dad, um, I got chills all over my body. So, and this is how a lot of it, people experience the presence of spirit and the presence of truth is the skin, right? Chills or shivers or something. So another powerful tool is nature. If you want to know the fastest way to settle your energy, it's to get out in the natural world. Um, we are nature, but our, again, our culture has us believing that 
something different entirely, like we're separate from it or in control of it or meant to beat it into submission, all this nonsense. But we are, we are nature, we are stardust, we are all, all that's ever been. Um, and so when we go out and we become part of through our sensory system, like the butterflies and the bees and the birds and the creatures and the trees and the plants and the animals and the magic and the interconnected web that we're part of, I have yet to meet someone that does not say that those experiences change them. They, they bring us back to our center and anything that brings us back to our center will prepare us and, uh, and help us align to receive and to be the divine beings that we're meant to be. So that, that's something else I would say too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are, we are nature for sure. Um, would you say that, or maybe that could be like a, a, a demystifying a myth because um, I some people might be thinking that channeling is only telepathy like I'm going to connect and I'm going to hear my guides saying word by word like we're having a conversation would you say that this is very usual this is how it happens for most people or that is kind of a myth and we should be more open to many possibilities of communication. For me personally, it does come through in fluid uh, words and converse and, and um, paragraphs. Mm -hmm. However, I that's my modality. I am a speech therapist. I love words. I love language. That's how I'm not a musician like you. So I would try to sit and channel music and I can promise you it's not going to be pretty, <laughs> but you bring words and language and that's my, my modality. And so, yeah, I, I can, that's how I operate, but it is so different for everybody. And uh, so I would say if you're new to it, or, I mean, we established that no one's really new to it, but they just don't know they've been doing it all along yet then be open to a variety of ways that your guides and your higher self and spirit in general can um, support you, communicate with you and through you, send you messages. You know, there's messages all over the place. If you're looking for, if you like numerology, then keep your eye on the clocks because you will see repeating numbers and you will see dates on calendars and you will see signals and signs from spirit in that way. If, if you're into animal messengers, which I am, then pay attention, you know, as you're on your journey, because the animals will come and they're there to bring you some insight, some information. If you want to, I, the way I teach channeling is I do believe we can request from our guides to work with us in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And once we establish that connection and relationship with them and nurture it, keep showing up to it. That's, that's the thing with channeling, just keep showing up instead of taking long breaks and getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, then our guides can work with us, fine tuning and honing and bringing our attention where it needs to be and giving us some specifics. Mm -hmm. And sometimes channeled messages come through in a book that you might be reading a sentence jumps out at you and you think, Oh my gosh, 
I don't remember anything else that I read, but that sentence right now has everything to do with the rest of this day. So you can use that. There's so there's endless ways that we can be present to the transmissions that are here for us. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And uh, one thing you you mentioned is that you love words, and so mm-hmm. that's why you're like you have a connection with words. And I think that that says a lot. Like whoever is listening or watching, maybe just reflect on what is what is it that you naturally love you know it could be crystals it could be music uh, i love words too and so i i can always also like listen hear full paragraphs but music comes through too and sometimes it's like i'm a music a song pops in and I listen to the lyrics and I'm like, that's a message. That's a random song that's just playing out, you know, and that's a message. So I think it's it's good to just pay attention, like you said, to be open, but also maybe reflect on what you like. And, and that would be a way that, like you said, our guides will find to work with us. It could be painting, it could be nature, um, Tell us a little bit about the the spirit guides and if anybody's like wanting to work with them or wanting to know who they are, um, how can one go about it? Maybe like some tips for, you know, someone who's never consciously worked with their spirit guides. Well, at first I would say that we have guides for every aspect of our lives. So from the most mundane, I we actually do have guides that will find us the best parking spot at the mall. I'm not joking. Mine do it all the time for me. <laughs> every <laughs> single time I remember to ask them to the most profound, like unbelievable conversations or meetings that we would never have otherwise had, except for the divine timing of this of our guides supporting us and bringing us to the right place in the right moment. So um, given that you have guides for everything, what do you want support around? And what do you want help with? Because I don't believe our guides just swoop in and do things for us. We are more like in a co, like a collaboration and a co-creation with them. Because what, how would we grow at all if all the difficult tasks were handled by our guidance system, we wouldn't. And I believe we're here to grow. So your guides want to be of service. They want to be helpful. They know their jobs. You have too many guides to count people. I love when my clients say, "Um, can you tell me if there's, if I have any guides, if there's any around and and all I can see are billions and billions. And I can't can't even begin to give them a sense. Exactly. So you can ask, be specific is what I encourage. Ask for what you want, even if you think it's just a menial little thing. A good parking spot is very helpful in your life, right? Um, Finding, you know, love. If you're looking for love, we have guides for that. Um, If you're in the process of creating something, like I'm writing a book right now, I have writing guides that support me. And what I need to do in order to be able to hear them more clearly, again, is slow down, do some sort of a ritual so that I am inviting them into the space 
That can be going for a walk, making a cup of tea, lighting a candle, playing music, changing the lighting, whatever feels soothing, calming, and centering to me. Can That's an invitation for my guides to join me. And that's how you can start. And then I, I want to remind everybody that at first and for a while, if this is new to you, you might question if what you are hearing or sensing is real. You will, you will probably say, am I just making this up? And what I would say to that is, I hope you are. Because everything needs to come through the space of imagination when spirit is involved. There is no other space that it can come through. And if you look around your your room, your home, and you let your eyes land on any object, that thing was not created without first coming through the imagination. Someone had to imagine it into being. So that is the space of creativity. And that is where your guides will find you, communicate with you, bring your messages to you, bring your visions to you. So if you feel like you're making it up, keep going. That's what we're headed for. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I agree 100% with you um and actually i was gonna ask you that question so we're communicating telepathically <laughs> you answered it before i asked uh because it's a question that i think a lot of people have is like am i making this up how can i know whether it's my intuition or the voice of my ego um and yeah what you said is is exactly how i feel and that's what i tell people that i work with too is like you're I hope you are making it up and, and imagination is in the in the realm of you know the the spiritual realm in the higher dimensions and that's how they work with us mm -hmm. and i guess unless you're in, in a really deep trance state and you have people you know next to you to help you with that you're going to be somewhat aware right of mm -hmm. your surroundings of what's coming through uh, and you mentioned writing. Um, so if anybody has this, um, you know, feeling like they love writing um, and writing is, you know, automatic writing is one of the ways that people can channel. Um, what would you say if anybody's like, yeah, I love writing. I'm going to give it a try. Um, yeah. What, 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 what tips would you give? I would say write a lot and write as often as you can and use the time that you have set aside for writing to also answer some questions that are sitting on your heart. So mm -hmm. check in with yourself first, maybe, and just see, is there something I'm struggling with? There's always, is there a relationship I could use clarity on? Always. Is there a task I'm supposed to uh, give attention to? Always, right? These are questions that we normally run up the flagpole of our cognition, but actually are better answered by intuition um, and guidance. And so you can write the question, make sure it's open-ended, because if you just write a yes or no question, that's not really flow. That's just a yes or no. But if you keep it open-ended, like the WH questions, who, what, why, when, where, mm -hmm. then you can listen and write, you know, like you said, the automatic writing, just let that, let the answer flow through you. Do not play the editor. You mm -hmm. are not to be the editor here. 
That is, again, left brain analyzing, criticizing that nothing shuts down your connection to intuition and spirit faster than that. So just let it flow. You don't have to go back over it. You don't have to do anything with it. As soon as you release yourself from this idea that you have to activate around whatever you write, then, uh, then you're free. And then the guides are free to, and your higher self is free to move through whatever they need to move through you. So what writing can, and I, I hope is enjoyable and pleasurable. And um, again, the hardest part sometimes is just showing up to it consistently. Yeah. yeah. And forget about grammar and punctuation. <laughs> exactly. None of that matters. Your guides, you know, it's funny. When I first learned to channel, I learned with a letter board that would spell out things. And so I would ask my guides, you know, for names, who, who's here with me or for simple words. And sometimes they would do it, no vowels. And I'd be like, what? How, how am I supposed to call you? You know, or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and sometimes they only use vowels. So yeah, you can't get hung up on spelling, punctuation, grammar. It doesn't matter. That's not how your guides operate. That's what we do here in the human experience. But there's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, if if one is going to publish it or, you know, write a book, then, then you can use your right. rational mind and, you know, to edit or even hire someone that will do that. Yeah, absolutely. As you were speaking, there was a memory that came to me a few years ago when I was just, you know, trying to do automatic writing. And, and I remember there was one time it was just, but I started writing believe. It was just believe a bunch of believes. And then I was like, well, the ego in me was like, believe is that all is that all i get <laughs> it's like i show up i come here i meditate you know i'm open and believe is all i get and i kind of you know left that aside and then just you know went about my day but then he hit me it was like well it is a simple message and it's a very powerful message at the same time it's like believe that you what you're doing is channeling believe believe that you can do whatever you want believe that you're you know you're powerful whatever it is be believe and it was just a simple message and i guess sometimes we may want the whole paragraph or, or this very complex message about my future my life and sometimes it's just a simple message and and there's a lot in those simple messages would you would you agree i think that's actually everything mm. the the simplest is it contains all and so it's brilliant to have a singular word like that that is so powerful that crosses all all boundaries that the mind can think of because so much of our day is spent in non-believing and in self-doubt and in doubt around others or the state of our world or whatever it is. So yeah, the most profound, the things that are going to, I believe, save humanity, if I might say that, are going to be the simple things of coming back into deep care with each other. There is nothing simpler than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and and like you said sometimes you 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 may listen or watch a movie or listen to a channel message for instance and you only remember that one mm. one word or that one phrase that really hit you and it was that aha moment i want to talk to you a little bit about um like uh, timelines or kind of predictions you know that that rom that i think a lot of people sometimes may use channeling or may want to have readings because they want to see what's going to happen they want to to know what's going to happen in their in their path um how how do you feel about um sharing if you have information if you receive information for example for someone that is something that we perceive as a future point in our linear time and space how do, how do you feel about sharing that and on the receiving end for for the person that's receiving the information how what's the best way to approach that um i personally don't channel in that way i don't make futuristic predictions or receive them And my personal belief is that uh, you can make all the predictions you want, but we have free will and that changes our trajectory all of the time and the outcomes all of the time. So I find it to be very sticky territory to step into the place of, well, this will happen or this is what's coming. I have seen people be very become very untethered from news like that. And, and, and it changes and shifts their belief in themselves or their trust in their, in themselves or their loved ones or their lives or their divine connection. So I'm, I would call myself uh, skeptical there, uh, very wary of that, of, of that territory. There are some times when I'm channeling, when I'm bringing the messages verbally And I'm also seeing the images that the guides are showing me so that I can have a deeper understanding and help my client be able to under, uh, interpret the message and make it very functional for them. Where I might get um, a little bit of a uh, an understanding that I also understand I'm not to share. And it's not because anything's dark or you know, it's not, it's not for any other reason than it's to inform me to be very clear and supportive of them. It's hard to explain because I don't want to give any specific examples. And I also don't want anyone to feel like I'm keeping anything back because I'm not, it's sort of like I, I have a sense for something I hear or sense a This is not to be shared in the channeling. This is for your understanding. And then the message is delivered in the way it needs to be. That is of the highest support for the person I'm working with. Mm -hmm. But those things too, they're not future um, oriented. They're just kind of like another layer to what is already coming through um, for me to have a, an understanding of as I help them to process it. The way that I channel is I bring the message and then I say, okay, let's process that now. And we, I, I explained to them more of what I sensed that didn't come through maybe only in the language I was given, but can, I can, I can bring in a, 
um, more angles and facets and characteristics of it to help them understand it. So uh, with regards to the future predictions, I, I myself don't want to know what's happening. You know, I want to, I want to serve into the greatest world that my heart knows is possible and keep holding a vision for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you and I feel the same way. Um, but I do think that a lot of people kind of look for that for mm -hmm. psychic, um, nothing against it because that's where they're, they're at, but they're sort of looking for something that's not here. You know, they, they want yeah. to have that sense of maybe hope and, and, and I get it. We've, we've, we've been there. Um, but I think it's important to clarify and, and perhaps have better, a better, but like, um, clearer intentions when you look for a channeled message or a psychic, um, and so what would you say would be um, the best intention or the best reason for someone to look for someone like you, for example, to to have that channeling session that from the way you described, it sounds more like a healing session, right? I think it ends up being very healing. Yeah, for the for the clients. Um the people that come to the work that I do are simply looking for clarity. And uh, that is across any area of their life, whether it's personal and interpersonal relationships, whether that's career and profession. Um, are they commonly, the question is, am I, am I on the right track? Am I, am I picking up on what I really need to be noticing? Um, is there something else I should be, you know, aware of or diving into or clearing away? Uh, so I find that anyone looking for a reading of any type, I wonder if perhaps we're all looking for the same one thing, if we could distill it down. And that would be to trust ourselves, mm -hmm. right? What do we need to know or how, how do we need to be? in order to trust that in any moment faced with any decision, any choice, we can trust mm -hmm. what we choose, what we feel, what we sense, what we know in that moment. And even the people looking for futuristic predictions, will I ever find love, right? That's a very common one that a lot of um, money is centered around in the psychic world, you know, who you're going to partner with, et cetera. Um, what if their question is actually, um, will I have what my heart desires and will I trust myself to know it when I see it or feel it or sense it? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and this is um, so um, synchronistic too, because I think it's this week, I'm, over the last couple of weeks, the word trust ha has just been popping up all the time. And I'm just feeling that trust and and the message I I got from from my guides was there is always a deeper level of trust. Like when you think that you trust and you surrender, there's more, right? And and 
I thought when I got that, I, I was like, I think I'm doing quite okay with trust. But that's when they went, no, there's more, right? And I, I love what you said that maybe this is like the common thread that people are looking for. And the other interesting thing too that came to my mind is um, sometimes I, I might be talking to a friend about something and they, they might say, have you asked your guides? <laughs> what did they say? And I'm like, actually, I didn't. But I, that's not really how we work. Um, how's that experience for you? Oh, my God. I so resonate with that. I was speaking with my sister a few weeks ago because I was struggling with, should I adopt this dog that I was fostering? And she said, well, have you channeled the dog? <laughs> have you have you channeled your higher self? Why are you asking me, woman? And I thought, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm a little too close to it to mm -hmm. channel it for myself, but that's BS. No, I'm not. I can drop in anytime I want. I can feel and sense, even if I, I have attachment in the channeling, I know what parts are attachment and yeah. what parts are invitation from spirit for possibilities. So yeah, we don't operate like that, like you said, but should we? I for me, probably so. I yeah. <laughs> the times when I say, Oh, I'm lost, I don't know what to do. Yes, I know exactly what I need to do. I even have this crystal ball on my desk, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> which of course is just fun and symbolic. It doesn't tell me the future of anything, but I have the tools, is my point. And we yeah. all do. Yeah, yeah. And and we all have the free will too. And you know, back to your point in the beginning of the interview, like this whole universe is a free will zone. So even if you get a message, and I personally feel like at least with my connection with my guides, they never tell me what to do. It's always like a nudge or maybe an encouragement. Or maybe like try to see from this perspective or the other perspective and because at the end of the day like you you have the choice to adopt the dog or not right and i think that's the same thing with the, with the future predictions as well that i think i i believe that timelines aren't fixed and that combined with your free will then how can we really predict exactly. but there are like maybe higher probabilities you know that that are very likely to happen if you know if you open yourself to it and if if you take that if you make that that choice love it thank you so much i'm loving this conversation but i'm going to go into the last section of the interview which i call fun and deep questions I have some quick questions and I suggest that you just don't overthink and just say whatever comes to your mind and uh, we'll have fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, first question is, what is your definition of channeling? Connecting to divine energy that exists within and surrounding us. Amen. Stephanie, what brings you joy in your life? 
every living being. I take so much joy in, in being one with nature and the pure vibration and beauty that exists around us in every species and every animal and every plant and rocks, crystals, waters, everything. Beautiful. Imagine that all the all the books in the world were going to be destroyed and deleted forever. You can save only one. So if you had to save one, which book would you save? Um, I'm sorry, I can't pick one. <laughs> It is not possible. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, I might I might pick this one. Um, but I haven't read it yet, so I don't know, <laughs> but it's by Lynn Twist, her new book, Living a Committed Life. Um, no, not possible. Next question. <laughs> I saw the roomy oracle in the back. Yeah, I mean, I have so many books behind me that my life has anchored into because of their teachings. Yes. So um, I totally it get would, it. It's the yeah. question that people go like. Uh, <laughs> that that would be apocalyptic for me if someone yeah. told me you only get one book <laughs> yeah uh, what is the one thing that people might be surprised to know about you you know that I struggle with showing up to meditation just like everybody else that I am not a perfect um practitioner of meditation. I have clients who think I meditate 13 hours a day <laughs> in order <laughs> to do the, the clarity of the work that I do. And no, I don't. I, you know, I have exactly the same struggles as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's really um, comforting, I think, to know for a lot of people. And yeah, people have that idea that we, we spend hours and hours meditating and, and we know we might meditate for 20 minutes <laughs> and yeah, also that's great we learn that we can be in connection with spirit in the shower you know like in nature and yeah. the next question is also a hypothetical question so um many years from now you're about to make the transition from this physical realm into the spiritual realm and you've you know written many books you've done a lot of beautiful work as you have but all of all of this will be deleted and you have a piece of paper in front of you and a pen and you can write your three truths and this is your legacy this is what will live on for your for the next generations for your family what would what would you write in this piece of paper what would what would your three truths be um the first one would be that every act of loving kindness matters the second would be um that self compassion and self care is um transcendent is is absolutely necessary and the third would be um to 
it's a piece of advice, I suppose, to, to move towards that which breaks your heart to be in service to that thing or, um, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Stephanie, before we finish, tell us how can people connect with you and work with you? Do you have any projects in the pipeline that you want to share? Yeah, I have... Um, I have a upcoming workshop on January 8th that is, it's an intuitive intensive. So if you'd like to learn really powerful techniques to get uh, attuned to your intuition and trust it, we use the natural world. We use a pendulum. I teach um, strategies and techniques that have helped me in my professional practice um, and my website is soulinsight.com and all of my upcoming groups, classes, workshops, and ways to schedule a session is made very clear on that soulinsight.com. Great. And as usual, I'll put the links in the description so that anyone can find you. Um, Stephanie, I want to acknowledge you for your beautiful energy and for sharing your wisdom and for your commitment to this work of inner growth and evolution and thank you so much for shining your light thank you will you are a very bright light and i'm so glad to be walking the planet together thank you so much much love thanks so much for listening or watching this episode if you would like to learn how to work with Stephanie or learn more about her work, you can visit her website. It's www.soulinsight.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Stephanie Intuitive Channel and YouTube and Facebook, and you will find all the links in the description. And again, if this has brought you value, first of all, feel free to make to ask, add any comment in the comment sec section if you're watching this on YouTube. Ask any questions for us or just share how this resonates with you. And please, if you feel in your heart, subscribe to the channel or the podcast and share it with other friends that might enjoy this too. Because when you do that, you help them to expand their consciousness as well as the channel. As always, keep shining your light, keep your heart open and let love lead the way. I love you. See you in the next episode. Bye.